Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Oh, sports. Uh. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, an action-packed show of Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. You know the story and the drill. Like always, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Check out RayandTayToday.com. You want some great baseball interviews, football, NBA? We got them all there, even college football stuff. So check out RayandTayToday.com. Ray, so much to start with, but we got to go back to baseball, what we grew up with. We'll get to the football fans, but the World Series, Game 5, over five hours, 25 runs, 13-12, Astros get it done. So many young stars, so many home run records broken. Ray, if you're an Astros fan, one, did you make it to work today? And then two, can you win one game on the road and you got your horse Verlander? Does he do a Jack Morris and pitch nine or 10 shutout innings? Hopefully give me your thoughts. Well, you put some visine in your eyes and you got ready for work. Luckily they're in the central time zone. Obviously the LA's in the, in the Pacific time zone. So it was still one o'clock there <laughs> on the East coast. Yeah. It was one thirty. It was that last inning, that 10th inning on the East coast. It was, Oh uh. man, these games are killing me, but yeah, wonderful, unbelievable baseball. And you know what? If you're the Dodgers, you're thinking to yourself, we could be up three, two, we could be, we could have won the series four, one, Except yeah. for that one blowout, every game could have been won by either side. You know and what stands out to me, though? Both have been attacked like crazy. Well, here's the thing. That's exactly my point. The one thing that stood out to me is how great as Yankee fans, you and I both grew up as Yankee fans, Mariano Rivera was. Because Kenley Jansen, who's lights out, best ever uh, in this gener- like in the last five years, he got rocked. Then Morrow got rocked. So, so these guys may have two, three, four good outings, but Mariano has a sub one ERA over what is it like fifteen years of playoff performance? And he only got rocked maybe you could say twice. The two defeats that he had, the two bad outings that he had, you remember them, right? Ninety-seven against the Indians and two thousand and one against the Diamondbacks. I mean, almost unbelievable that this guy is that good. But, but back to these two teams wonderful talent, young talent. They're going to be there for years to come. The other thing that stood out, Clayton Kershaw, is he the Greg Maddox of this era? Because he's unhittable in the play, in the regular season. You give him a 4 nothing lead, and boom, he gives it right back. Yeah, that was rough. And then Corey Bellinger hits the three-run shot to like kind of save him, but then it goes back and forth. 
Ray, I mean, and then come on, we got to break down Giles too, because if you're an Astros fan, you don't even want to see Giles on the mound right now. Um, how good is Altuve, Correa, uh, the third baseman, Bregman, number two pick from LSU? The, and remember, he was a shortstop at LSU. These guys are amazing with the glove, clutch hitting. This Astro team, I, I love the team. I mean, if I wasn't a diehard Yankee fan, how could you right now not root for the Astros in terms of the makeup of their team, how they play. I mean, even Springer, right, after he messed up and he comes back and, and, and does it. First I mean, pitch. Yeah, uh, Ray, it's great. We all be on Halloween trick-or-treating trick and then coming back to watch the, the game. Um, so let's get to football. So much to talk about. Um, before we get to the games, trade deadlines tomorrow, 4 p.m. We already had two deals. The recent one today Dwayne Brown, the left tackle, who just got in a week or two ago um, after a long holdout, gets traded to the Seahawks, which will totally help Russell Wilson, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, They give up Jeremy Lane, a fifth-round pick this year, and a future potential second-round pick. Is is that too much or no? It's It's not. a lot in football, especially mid-season. But you know what? Russell could die out there if it wasn't well, for the Well, that's exactly health. right. And and <laughs> it turns out that while Jimmy Graham is still one of the most potent receivers in the game, they don't use him enough. And to give up Max Unger like that, so I feel like they're almost compensating for the fact that they gave up on an all-pro center in Max Unger three years ago when they traded for Jimmy Graham and said, you know what, we have to, even if we have to overpay, and I know Philly was interested and a couple other teams were interested, Jason Peters goes down, so so he would have been a, a natural fit in Philly. Uh, and originally they wanted, the Texans did want Jimmy Graham. Remember, they hardly have any tight ends. Their two main tight ends got hurt in training camp in the first game of the season, so that's yeah, nah. I, but you know what? This this might jumpstart Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy. Dwayne Brown, even though he's a veteran, he's still a very good left tackle. And then on the quiet tip, I don't know if anybody knows this. Um, Marcel Darius from the Bills is traded to the Jaguars. How stout can that oh defensive God. line and that defense get? Darius with Calais Campbell, and then. Fowler and Jack and all those guys and Ramsey, that's insane, Ray. They already lead the league in sacks, so they just uh, got become even more stellar. In they call them four. Saxonville now. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what potential trades could go down. Do you think the Steelers would get rid of Martavius Bryant? I don't think so because I think people are going to lowball. So yeah. they're going to try and pick him up for a sixth, seventh rounder and fill it. Um, Pittsburgh, sorry, isn't going to give him up for that little. And I wouldn't as a Steeler fan because to me, he's got to humble himself, realize that, look, I, I'm just here playing for one season. I've missed a whole season and then a quarter of another season. I need to show up and Juju is doing his thing. But when you have Bryant, Juju, and Brown, and then your fourth receiver is Eli Rogers, wow, the Steelers um, are looking good. Any other trades you think might go down? Do you think the Eagles try to find a lineman or sign someone or trade someone? I think the Eagles have the biggest need because if you're 7-1 and one and you lose your nine-time pro bowler and you have a second-year quarterback in a running game that's not really that consistent, you need 
you need that tackle. You need to find that tackle. Now, left tackles don't grow on trees. Those guys are hard <laughs> to find. So you may have to shuffle across the offensive line, but still you, you're down a starting lineman. So you need that. And uh, it looks like we got a caller. Let's see if the caller wants to talk some football. But bottom line is Philly's going to be the hottest and heaviest looking for an offensive lineman. Definitely. Mr. Cole, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. Uh, good evening, the two of you. This is uh, Lou from Jersey, first-time caller. Hey, Lou, how you doing? All right. Well, it looks like uh, you're right because the Eagles um, seem to be the dominant force, though, in the NFC in the NFC East um, as of now. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, but you, you, are you worried a little bit as an Eagles fan? You lose Peters. You don't really have a replacement for him, and your running game's been inconsistent. So a lot of pressure on the second year Carson Wentz. Yes, I know, but he's holding up. He's holding up um, for himself. But I'm actually a Cowboy fan, not an Eagle fan. So I'm sorry to disappoint uh-huh. you. First of all, no, I'm a Cowboy sorry. fan. Don't worry, don't worry. We, 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 uh, <laughs> you're you're we only disappointing on me, Lou. Uh, I'm a Steeler fan, so. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll buy that. Steelers are fine. I don't think it's Steelers at all. How would you feel about a, a Pittsburgh Philly Super Bowl? An I seventy six Super Bowl. I seventy six Super Bowl. Hmm. Well, uh, it might be a little bit far fetched on the Steelers' part. I think the Eagles may have a better shot. Mm, Steelers, I'm a really? little worried about. I don't know. If you saw Sunday Night Football in the last three I weeks, did. what the Steelers have put together, the defense is really changing. Yes, Stafford had a bunch of yards, but the red zone four hundred and twenty three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and now that. with Joe Hayden, T.J. Watt, um, you know, the, the pressure that we're getting, our linebackers, the speed, I think we're ready to handle New England, and we already spanked Kansas City, So, and the Raiders are no threat. So I think the Steelers mm. have a very legitimate shot. And remember, in a few weeks, the Patriots will be coming to Heinz Field, and we'll see what happens then. And by the way, I, I think hope the they Patriots – Oh, okay, we'll see. But I'll tell you this. One thing will Belichick will do, he, he knows how to play against the Steelers. But without Julian Edelman and his quick passes that he likes to do, Hogan and Amendola haven't quite been as sharp. The offense and the passing attack has been a little out of rhythm. But I do think the deadline coming up tomorrow, 4 p.m., you know how Belichick does every year. He'll get yep. rid of one of his plethora of running backs to bring in one defensive stud to help him because their defense is lacking. So look for – Probably not Deion Lewis. Look for Rex Burkett if he'll be healthy. Look for maybe James White. Somebody, one of the guys, I think, will be moved to probably help their defense. And, you know, Belichick's savvy with that. Yes. So let me ask you, with a Cowboys fan, I don't – I haven't checked the news in the last two minutes, but have they ruled on Ezekiel Elliott? And do you think you guys can do okay if you don't have Elliott? Well, uh, they haven't ruled anything on Elliott yet, and I don't think they will for quite a while. But I'll tell Monday you, night, right. it's it's coming in a couple hours. I just seen this across. Yeah, it's the coming ESPN. tonight. It's coming oh, out tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I think um, I might be a little bit worried about if if he has a suspension because Elliott's been a driving force, you know, of that team. I mean, yes, of course, you you have Zach, but he can't do it by himself. He needs Elliott behind him, and without him, I think that could they could be a little bit uh, vulnerable. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. I, I think Elliott's the best three, player in the league. You got to figure yeah. the Cowboys are in firm contention for that. Uh, you know, one of those wild, one of those two wild card. But uh, but yes. catching the Eagles is tough. I mean, he's still got two games against Philly, 
but you figure if you split those two games, Philly probably looks good for the division, especially if if Elliott sits out at any point this season, right? Alfred Morris is not explosive enough, and no. uh, that that team is basically Zeke Elliott is is the driving force of that team. Let me ask Don't you guys both about McFadden. Darren well, McFadden can still run. Yeah, he can in spurts. See, like, I look at I look at this. Elliot is Dallas's answer to well, I hate to say it, but Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know what he does? He covers up for a for a mediocre defense, and he allows you to have an identity. So, hundred percent, that Dallas can compete with anybody with Zeke Elliott, especially if the game's close in the fourth quarter. Let me ask you guys this though: Remember a guy named Calvin Johnson? Yes. Is there a chance that he comes back? Because what if a guy like Belichick convinces him to come out of retirement and do the one thing that he never did in Detroit? He got close to well, the Eagles yards. and Jaguars. Rumors to go out are, are trying to go after him. Yeah, but say. you got to think if you're coming out of retirement, you're coming out of retirement to win. You got to go with either a franchise that's, that's that's historically been a winner, a quarterback that's an elite quarterback. Or even play in Kansas City or, or someplace like that, a, a place that uh, a team that's in first place. So I got to think Megatron's bar to coming back is very high. Yeah, and I think you still got some stuff with them. I mean, he hasn't been out that long, so I think he's. I think he's done. Oh, he'll still be great up. if he does come back. I don't think it's the issue isn't him. It's what would they want to trade for him and who would give the best deal. I think Calvin mm. uh, Johnson is one of those guys. You know how, like, um, we used to say Carmelo Anthony would wake up in the morning and he could give you 25 points. Well, Calvin Johnson could wake up, give you a touchdown, 100 yards, and seven receptions. That's how yeah. talented he is. So, well, we got to get to the, the rest of um, the review and, and some college football talk. So, Lou, hold on the line. Thanks for calling and keep listening. And uh, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, oh. hitting the ready pay up. All right. Great call. Cowboys. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, Lou. Bye, Lou. So we touched a little bit on the Steelers. They, you know, good win on the road. You thought the Lions could do it. I thought the Steelers would do it. And Lev Bell, Juju, the whole boys, Ben, uh, not so great. But let's talk about probably the game of the week, maybe so far the game of the year. Um, and you hate to see somebody lose a game like this. But, Ray, Wilson and Watson, that was such a, an old gunslinger matchup where I thought it might be Rivers and Brady, which turned out to be more of a defensive thing. It turned out the, the gunslinger battle was between Deshaun Watson, who, yes, his coach was right. He is the Michael Jordan of football. Uh, the kid is incredible. You know, last year, the highest points they ever scored was 27. This year, they put up 50-something, 38, 37, 34. I mean, it's been insane. They lose 41, 38. All the stuff going on with Bob McNair, the players walking out, the Hopkins, you know, and then, you know, him apologizing twice, whether he was trying to say it was about the league office or the players. Do you think, and now they trade Dwayne Brown, who's a veteran on the team, how do you think the Texans long-term maybe heal internally? Or do you think they'll, they'll just be such professionals like they were on Sunday in spite of how they might feel or not accept McNair's apology that the Texans will be able to still fight for the division or wild card. How do you think they play out after all this controversy? I think the Texans will be fine. I think it's a lot of noise. Ultimately, the guys 
typically pay for, play for themselves. You know, they play for their, their meaning the team, right? The 53 guys are so much more important than the owner. And as long as they have harmony within that locker room, the owner is almost irrelevant. Um, you know, I, 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 to some degree, I think that uh, that this is a bonding exercise that actually works well and, and works in their favor. Um, this game was pretty amazing because these are two really good defenses. And <laughs> you they would it. it. 400 yards by Russell and by Deshaun, four touchdowns each, uh, a disproportionate amount of interceptions. One of them was just a, a Hail Mary at the end. Uh, Russell had an interception, and then uh, Deshaun had two without the without You know, the, nobody's the done what Deshaun Watson did ever because he also had 70 With yards rushing. Yards. No one, yeah. no one ever has had 400 yards, 400, four touchdowns, and over – 50 yards rushing. I mean, that's amazing. insane. Amazing. Amazing. The kid is amazing, right? And uh, people didn't know if he'd be worth, you know, spending a first-round pick on, let alone be potentially one of the top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So, look, kudos to them. But you know what? they got to shore up that defense, and I'd like to see get a consistent running game because, frankly, you could argue Tennessee – and even Jacksonville, I mean, these teams are right there with them. Uh, Indianapolis is terrible, so they're out. But but uh, Houston should win that division. But you know what? They're not pulling away from anybody right now. So uh, that team still has a lot of fight fighting left to do. Look, I think 9-7 and seven probably wins the division. But you're still going to have to play Jacksonville and Tennessee a couple, couple times. And uh, it, it's not a sure thing who's going to win that division. So before we pick Monday and Thursday, I think we're obligated to give love to two teams that we don't normally talk about on this show, Ray, and that's the New Orleans Saints, who five and two, five and two, won five in a row. Um, you know, I think Zach Miller got jerked on that touchdown where he got hurt, but the Saints defense. And by is the way, legit. let's hope he's okay because they're talking yeah. about his leg. I mean, this isn't like oh, he's in a cast for six months and he might miss the season. They're talking about. He might have to lose a leg. So so hopefully all, all goes well. Did you see how it bent and turned and it was just yeah. Sometimes it's uh it's it's rough. But look, you know, Jordan Howard had a good game, so you can run a little bit on the Saints, but overall with Lattimore getting a key interception, uh Drew Brees and offense isn't clicking the way you would want it to be, but they're winning games and you gotta believe once Willie Smead gets going with Michael Thomas and Hedgen Jr eventually, and they got to get Kobe Fleener going, the Saints will be fine. But, Ray, how about the Buffalo Bills? Come on, give me – I want to hear you give some love. We both thought the Raiders would win. Tell me about the guy that you never give props to, and I told you the Bills might be for real. Tyrod Taylor and the crew, they're doing it, Ray. You know what? I haven't won one of my fantasy teams, so I didn't completely write off Tyrod Taylor. I just don't <laughs> think he's an elite quarterback. He had three or four games last year in the beginning of the year that were really good, combination of passing and running. And so people got a little ahead of themselves on Tyrod. But this Bills team looked to me like they were trying to rebuild. You get rid of Sammy Watkins. Got rid of all their weapons. Yeah, and you're basically tanking. But they're not. Marcel Darius is not on that team. I mean, think about the, the three of the top four or five players on that team are no longer there. But Shady McCoy, a, a really gritty defense, a decent offensive line, you know, they are a team that I, I, it's one of those 
any given Sunday, but they're they're actually a good team, you know, and, and I owe them an apology. So so I will start my apology letter by Dear Buffalo fans, it's not all about the chicken wings. Your bills are pretty decent. So good for them. They'll be in a fight. I mean, I don't know that they'll make the playoffs in the AFC, but you never know. Denver's looking shaky, and Oakland's looking shaky. And these teams that we – and the AFC South is terrible. So you know what? Why not? If you're if you're a fan, why not? Looks like we got another caller here. It looks like it uh, might be Nas from Atlanta. Okay. Hello, you on the air with Rantay? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hey, I saw the four old man. You know what's going on? Like, oh, yeah. off, man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I just say something about your boy, Matt Ryan? For a guy that played at Boston College, he looked like he grew up in Venezuela and never played <laughs> in inclement weather in his life. And I know it's difficult to play in the rain, and I'm not poo-pooing that. But but as much trouble as he had, he played at Chestnut Hill, played at Boston College. What's the matter? So anyway, you guys won, but but certainly was a little closer than it should have been. Hey man, how how about Shanahan send that package you were gonna send to the Skins to Atlanta? Get Matt Ryan. How about that? Give us the picks. I mean, I prefer the picks. Wow. Yeah, bad, man. I mean, the weather was a problem, but the fumble that much, they had that, that problem with center and quarterback exchange. Uh, you read the weather report before you got there, right? Like you knew it was Macau played in the same weather, and the same weather was yeah. all up and down the East Coast. Right, right. So, yeah, man, that was really bad. And I, I, it wasn't his best game, it wasn't his worst game. But honestly, you know, the Jets are smoking mirrors to a degree. They just let themselves, and the Falcons just happened not to be so they got the win, but Freeman's now a little banged up, and the part of the schedule is coming up. So it's not looking good down here in Atlanta. Well, and and the Saints look like they're they're ready to they're ready to rock and roll, take control, five and two. And no, dude, I told you I put a hundred bucks on them, right? Start of the season. Oh, okay. A hundred bucks like on the Saints to Super Bowl. Can it happen, wow. dude? Can it pay out for me, dude? Okay. Man, I enjoy that check. I think I like the bragging rights even more than the check, but, dude, yeah, I took those odds. I made that guess, and, of course, it's probably going to fall apart. But for right now, that's the best thing I got going because Watson and that damn Wentz are still destroying me every week. So, you know, I'm like the man in the old office. I'm not backing down. I'm sticking to my Let face. me ask you this. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that the – Steelers and Seahawks, Patriots and Eagles, those four teams to an AFC to an NFC are sort of coming together in the way that, especially now the Seahawks getting Dwayne Brown, do you feel like those four teams are the front runners for the AFC and NFC championship game? Or do you think the Saints, Vikings and Bills might have something to say about it? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think you're right in saying that they're the front runners, but I don't think there's anything solid, though. I still feel like all of these teams can lose a home playoff game. Like, we wouldn't be really shocked if one of these teams got upset by so-called lesser teams because, you know, it's just been so crazy this year. It's one of those years. It is a crazy year. So, speaking of which, while you're on the line with us and you give us your pick, we got to pick this Monday Night Football game. 
Look, I, I think the Chiefs take care of the Broncos. It's pretty simple. You, if you really want to, and I don't know if the Chiefs offensive line's got it in them, but you can kind of run on the Broncos. I know they fixed it up. Shane Ray's back tonight, so he should cause some trouble. Andy Reid, you know he's going to pull out all the trick plays. I do think the Chiefs are going to try to figure out this losing streak and turn it around. So I'm going to take the Chiefs 26-17, and I think either Tariq Hill gets off or Kareem Hunt comes out of his little mini slump, if you can call it that, and does what he needs to do to win. But it'll be somewhat entertaining and then the Chiefs get it done. What do you guys think? Well, let let me just break in here with some breaking news. Adam Schefter on Twitter is reporting, not that this affects the other teams so much this year, but maybe next year. We talked about Matt Ryan to the Niners. Adam Schefter is reporting that the 49ers are trading a 2018 second-round pick to the Patriots for quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. So it looks like he's their guy. Kirk Cousins now needs to think about where he's going to be next year, but it's probably not going to be San Francisco. It might be the Jets because none of these guys are going to come in the draft and they don't look like anybody good in terms of Rosen, Darnold, and Allen. So you're saying, wait, wait. The Niners just traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's huge. Yes. Second round pick in 2018. See, the NFL is no longer not making trades anymore. They make trades in the NFL now. It's a new league. You got to love it. It's a beautiful thing, too. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I can't believe they went for Garoppolo, and, man, they just pulled leverage out of Kirk Cousins' pockets. Now he's got to go back. His team has to go back to that same Redskin management who has basically bluffed them the whole time. So, wow, that's a lot. If I'm him, him, you know what I do? I go to the Browns or the Jets. Mm. Well, how much money? Because obviously the, the the Redskins are not are balking at paying him franchise quarterback money. They're they're they're, they're tendering him the the you know the veterans um, franchise. But so he's making twenty three twenty four million. But they don't want to commit to him long term and guarantee him. And I don't know if they 60, should. 70, 80 million dollars. I would you ruin the rest of your roster paying him so much. And as we watch the Redskins play week to week, we see. I mean, obviously it's unfair. They've had crazy injuries this year, but. Yeah, they their team needs a lot more talent infused in it, especially you know defensively, offensive line, you know maybe a real running back. So let's talk about Thursday night football real quick. Bills going to MetLife to play the Jets. Um, or, or, or give us give us your Monday night football pick, Ray. You got the Chiefs winning. Yeah, I look, I, I originally thought the Broncos could go deep in the playoffs. I thought that defense, and if they found the running game, Trevor Simeon was good enough. But now I'm, I'm backtracking on that. Um, looks like the Chiefs are, are the, the obviously the better team, and I think that Alex Smith actually it walks around with a chip on his shoulder. So, yeah, I think they win. Uh, and in terms of Thursday, oof. The Jets probably feel confident because they uh, they did some, some good things against uh, against the Falcons. But I just think Buffalo's the better team. And I think Buffalo will win, even if it's in MetLife. Uh, I think Buffalo will win a tight game, maybe 24-21. I think the, the Bills will beat the Jets. I'll say 26-20. Jets, <laughs> Jets is so funny. It's almost like, no, 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 don't play good and win. But Trust the process. And then you're like, yeah, well, but they're bad, maybe they're win. Bad that as they play well. <laughs> They find a way to lose, you know, anyway. So, listen, the NFL is on fire, but we got to keep it moving to college football. I'm glad you're on the air right now with us, Nides, because, look, 
the top four. Oh, is wait, be wait, wait, hold on. Let's ask. Are you a Georgia fan, or are you, you hating on Georgia too? No, nah, no. Nah, Georgia looks good, man. Uh, Kirby's got the thing going. So I mean, they're, they're you know Alabama junior. So I mean, this is the recipe. So we'll see if it plays out. Defense, running game, and just knock the hell out of you for the whole game. Well, they like, knocked the Florida play. coach out of a job. <laughs> well, he knocked himself. Something weird is going on there because he's talking about. Oh, if it wasn't that, it would have been anything. They wanted him about the paint, and they found a reason why. What you say? That's where, where are they from? Can we can we get an email print out? Can we can we see the text message? The rumor is Chip Kelly's going to the Gators. Thirteen million though. That's what cost him a lot of money. I mean, who knows what the settlement is for? But but wow, if he hadn't said that, then he would have made his full twelve point seven million dollar uh, you know buyout. You, you can't walk away with less than eight though, right? You can't walk away with less than eight though, right? Yeah, I, I can't bizarre. imagine because look, thing. all the boosters need to just dig in a couple extra bucks because <laughs> nobody's gonna want to nobody's gonna want to go there if they if they do the coach like that. And remember, he won two SEC East titles, so it's yeah. Granted, all the powers in the West and Alabama's in the West. That's all true, but but yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't well, that when bad. When you come in as an offensive mind and your team doesn't look good offensively. And then you start losing some of the little local recruiting wars. I mean, your time. And then they see Will Greer. And then they see West Virginia with Will Greer tearing it up this year. I mean, come on, that's hard for the Gators boosters to to swallow. So you got Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. That's the top five. Now I told Ray off air. I think Notre Dame gets in the top four tomorrow. Wisconsin hasn't played the schedule. I think Wisconsin will be five, maybe even six, probably five. Um, do you think Miami will move up? They're nine in the AP. But I, do you think Miami is up there with or ahead of Oklahoma or Penn State? Or Don't sleep on Clemson, though, guys. Come, You know, they uh, they played it. That loss uh, they, Syracuse is pretty bad, though, I think. It was. Yeah. That bad it loss was. hurts. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, if they handle their business, they could ruin somebody's special season. Basically, one of these one-loss teams might get by Notre Dame, and that's going to be ugly. It's going to start the whole conversation of expansion again. But I, I'm kind of here for it. I, I do want to. See I think it should out. be eight all along. I always thought it would be eight, and it should be eight. But then you'll have that argument about eight, nine, ten. Nah, eight, eight's enough. Because you, you know, with eight, what you do. With eight, you get the big five conferences, right? You can get one of the smaller schools, um, you know, conference winner or the best record, like the South Florida or, or you know, whoever that is. And then you get, and yeah, and then you get two at large, which could be, which could be the second best team in the, in the top two conferences. I think it's perfect. And I think it's, it's the way to go because the bowl game, it's, you know what I mean? There's so much dead time. Think about from when did they start the bowl games? December 18th or somewhere around yeah, right there? around Christmas. Yeah, they're, they're doing their conference championships the first weekend in December. Then the third weekend in December, they start the bowl games. But to play three rounds, what are you going to do? Mid-December, early January, mid-January? you got to give them a week off in between. I don't think you can't go back to back to back. Right, and I, and I think that they can do it. I think they can do it. I, look, you know how much more money they can potentially make? So they're just dragging it out, and the money will talk, and they'll get it done. They, you know, they can't hold this whole thing like, oh, the kids in the classes anymore, because a lot of them are on vacation then anyway. Most schools go back January 20th or around there. So it'll work itself out. 
Um, real question. Does LSU have a shot <laughs> to upset Bama next week? <laughs> in a in a nutshell, no. Uh I think Ed Orgeron is a decent fill in coach. I think ultimately he's gonna get exposed uh tactically on the field and adjustments in the second half. I think Alabama is just, just too good. And as far as the Heisman goes, first of all, I owe an apology to JT Barrett. Ohio State got it done. That comeback, 33 for 39, his efficiency. But I think if you're going to go to New York, like you said it, you called it on the show. Josh Adams from Notre Dame, I think he'll get a ticket. Barkley, I think JT Barrett, that's three. Then I think Bryce Love is four. And then number five is the Pac-12 Player of the Week, four weeks in a row. The quarterback for number 23 in the nation of the Arizona Wildcats, Khalil Tate, is doing hip-hop. Wow. He rushes for 13.4 yards a carry, Ray. He's passed for 700 yards, almost rushed for 1,000 yards. The kid is an animal, and it's saving Coach Rodriguez's job out here in the desert. Trust me. Hey, Naj, one quick question yeah, before, before we end this show. Your boy from uh, – I know you must love him. Because we all love him. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, does he come back? The former Georgia Tech product, does he make it back to the NFL this year or or at all? I, yeah, I don't think he does. I, I think you got to have that football lifer thing in you uh, to come back from a long retirement and play NFL football. So I think maybe he thought about it, you know, put some feelers out there. But I think ultimately I don't think it'll happen. Not to mention, ain't no telling how much Detroit will muck this up and make it hard for it to happen. So, I don't, I well, don't see it. Well, teams are trying to trade for him, so there's a lot of talk. We'll see what happens between today and tomorrow, 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I think and, and they should. You know, turn over every rock. It's possible. My bad. No, no, it's, I, I, but your point is well taken, though. It, you look at him, and he's almost the type of guy that is so big, so fast, so talented that he was destined to play football. But I don't feel like he loves the game and can't live without it and, and is just, just a hungry every minute to, to play football. He's one of these guys, his parents are professors. He's a smart guy. He doesn't really need football. He made a ton of money in his career. So so I don't know that the, the fire is burning inside to get back on the field for Calvin Johnson. And, and he yeah. seems like a guy who's read all the CTE stuff. You know, most guys would avoid yep, yep. it and say, I don't want to read that. I don't want to know. He seems like a guy who wouldn't want to know. Hey, I think that makes it really hard for him to make a choice. But if you're like talking about said. just half a season and then maybe he has to agree to play one more, he might be willing to sign up for that, depending on the, the dough. You know what I mean? When you see him in Atlanta, he's riding around the porch with the top down and uh, okay. all the things of Atlanta available to him. I just can't see him walking away from it, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get that. That's kind of hard. So, hey, before we end, real quick, Ray we got to just give a little love to the New York Knicks. Winning two in a row, about to win three in a row. They're smacking Denver 63-41. They beat the Cavaliers. When I tell you this was the craziest sports weekend probably ever between the baseball, the college football games, the NFL games, the battle with Watson and Wilson, uh, something's going on in the air right now. I don't know what it is, but, man, sports are on Can fire. Can I just say, don't get the Knicks fans hyped up. Come on. The no, Knicks are know, not a good team. And you need to trust the process. I love Philly. Right, right. But they might only talent. have three times in a whole season that they can get excited. So when you have those moments, you got to <laughs> at least enjoy that. 
I'll enjoy it after the fact, but I won't get all excited about Hardaway, Chris Stapp's poor Zingas. Hey, they dropped 30 like, 34 on LeBron. you got to love it. Hey, man, the, the, the Knicks fans better calm down because they get too excited. The front office will put the kibosh on the whole rebuilding, start thinking they're contenders, make a horrible trade for um, a man from Bledsoe or something. Yep, and so don't trade it, for him. It's the same oh, old Knicks. I can he tell you, I've seen him out don't here. He's not a winning basketball player, and he's fragile. He's always hurt. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to package him but with Tyson Chandler. Nicky, though, doesn't it? it looks like a real Nicky trade if you get the right. No, no, you're <laughs> totally right. Well, here's, here's the only saving grace. We don't have anything that, that the Phoenix Suns wouldn't want. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll probably take Frank Frank the Tank, Frank Milakila. <laughs> well, as an 18-year-old draft from France, nobody knows if he's any good. I know, but the Phoenix Suns would take him in a draft pick. They would. Anyway, listen. Yeah, with no leverage, the man's already burned everything down. He wants to go. You know what I mean? So, yeah. who knows what they get. Great, great show. Great sports weekend. Everybody enjoy the World Series tomorrow, Monday Night Football. Thursday, we'll be back Friday for great NFL and college football weekend coming up as well. Thanks for calling, guys. We're out. Baseball, have a great week. All right, so, so good.